0: Take your Bible to Mark chapter number 5 tonight, if you would please. I have picked, I think, the worst family, the worst home, the most chaotic, hopeless home in all the Bible to speak to you on tonight. And I'd like to tell you, the bad can be fixed. The worst can be the best. Just don't give up. Don't give out. So I want to talk to you about that tonight. Then the next, next Sunday night, if I'm still alive, I live from day to day anymore, not from week to week. I used to live from year to year. It's getting shorter. So, if I'm still alive, I'm to bring you a message next Wednesday, next Sunday night, on who really is teaching our children. Who really is teaching our children? Children can be a great chaotic mess in the home. Have you ever noticed that? We're so fortunate when Andrew and Mandy, Craig and uh, Amy, it gets chaotic over at their house. They just send them all over to our house. <laughs> and the chaos begins. So let you and I take a look tonight at our Lord's advice to probably one of the most chaotic and hopeless situations, home situations, and what our Lord recommended and what he did for the home. In your Bible, Mark chapter number 5, I would like to begin reading in verse number 1. We'll read a few verses together there in the Bible, if you would please. And they came over unto the other side of the sea to the country, of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been off bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. This fellow's a husband. This fellow's more than likely a dad. But he's not living at home. He's done forsaken home. He's doing his own thing. The way he wants to do it. Anytime he wants to do it. The authorities did not frighten him. Jail was not anything he dreaded. He was a demon-possessed wild man. And the Bible said, And always night and day. He was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus, afar off he ran and worshipped him. Even the worst of the worst. Still needs worship. They may be worshipping their booze. They may be worshipping their pornography. They may be worshipping demons. But in the heart of every man woman boy and girl there is a place that only god can fill. and we'll reach and we'll scratch and we'll try everything in the world to fill that place that vacancy that only god himself can fill. and he cried with a loud voice and said What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjourn thee by God, that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he brought him and he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there were nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, Jesus, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Forthwith, Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what was That was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil. And had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Something happened to that cat, didn't it? You know, when you come into a real knowledge of the Lord and Savior, there will be a drastic change in your life. And if there wasn't a drastic change in your life, you need to go back for another dip. Because that last one didn't work. And they that saw it told them how it befell him that uh, was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Wanting to go with the Lord, wanting to be a disciple. Lord, I want to be a missionary, I'll follow you wherever. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not but said unto him go home. Now let that sink down just a little bit. Go home. No telling how long he's been gone from home. No telling what happened to cause him to leave home. No telling how many times he could have beaten his wife in a violent display of anger and hostility. If I'd have been her, I'd have bought me a shotgun and told him, The next time you get like that, I'm going to end your problem for you. His abode now has been in the graveyards, in the mountains, in the dens, sleeping with the wild beast, no telling what he's eating, no telling how deep in despair and evil he sunk. Didn't have to worry about changing his clothes, he never wore any. He didn't have to make any trips to the laundromat. <laughs> he had no laundry. What a sight. What a pitiful sight. Well, what you need to do is you need to go see a counselor. Your home's not, you're not home and the kid's home and the baby's home and the mama's home. What you need is a counselor. Or maybe in a pinch. You need to get saved. Now I know your home and my home is not in that kind of mess. But could I just please show you tonight that your situation and your home is not hopeless. I don't know who's floating on the edge of just chipping into the wind. You say, Preacher, we're saved. We never have any problems. Your problems, you're a liar. Amen. Amen. So I, I don't know. I know no one tonight when likely is not demon possessed. Although many times in our discussions with our Loved ones, we act like we're demon-possessed. We say things we would not call our cat for fear he'd never wag our tail again when we fed him milk. We say things to our families that we would not dare say to our employer or we might become quickly jobless. (laughs) I know nobody tonight will go home and take their clothes off and spend the night in a cemetery. But we might go home tonight and say something that would hurt our family deeply. Maybe not intentionally, but we all, I think, have been guilty in times past of developing hoof-and-mouth disease. Amen. Open mouth, insert foot. Can I have an amen? amen? So if you would allow me to tonight, let me draw, if you would please, from 80-some years of listening and watching, doing, experience, and feeling... And allow me, if you would please, to go to that last verse we read. Let me build a, maybe a, a scenario where that many of us tonight, regardless of how happy we might be or how miserable we might be, maybe a concept that would help our church in the years to come. Jesus, you've done a miracle in my life. I want to go with you wherever you want me to go. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I'm satisfied. And legion says, Lord, I want to go with you. It's easier to go to the mission field. Sometimes than it is to straighten up where you're living now. It's easy to sing, Oh, I love Jesus in another town while you forsake the family that you should be taking care of in another town. Jesus, I want to go with you wherever you go. Look at the clothes I got on. I'm a fundamental Baptist. Look, I got wingtip shoes on. Park my hair on the left-hand side. I'm as fundamental As any Baptist in the world. Jesus said, I'm not interested in that. What about your home? What about your home? I'll tell you what I think, Legion, you ought to do. Look at verse number 19. Go home. You got that? Go home. How do you think he must have left? What was the spirit of his home when he left? Demon possessed. Pervert. No depths, no link to the depths that he might sink into sin. Children, a friend, wife, dare not say anything. Jesus, if it be all right with you, I'd just soon to go with you. It'd be a lot easier to go with you and try to straighten everybody else's mess up than to go back and try to straighten my mess out. Is there anybody here? I thought you'd all went to sleep or gone home. Legion, go home. Go home. Now notice, be careful of the word you know. Go home to thy friend. Man, if your family's not friends, you're a loser. You've got our family, our homes ought to encompass the best friends in the world we have. Amen? Amen. Somebody said, my family will fight for me. Well, if they didn't, you ought to run them all off. I'm a big chicken, but I'll even fight for Ginger. If she brought her gun with her. <laughs> and she has one. Go home. Listen to me now. Go home to thy friend. And tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. We must be faithful in the small things, or we'll never be faithful. In the big things. Now please. Get a hold of that. Everybody wants to be the pastor. Of Joshua Baptist Church. Because the word's out. We got two. And two cannot even come up to one. All of them drive by the church buildings. And amazed at the beauty and the architecture. I don't remember them mowing the entrance to Mountain Valley before there's any buildings. But it got mowed. Is there anybody here? I don't know anybody that would not want to be the associate pastor of this great church. But I know a fellow by the name of Bobby Isabel, who was the associate pastor. And before he became the associate pastor, Beaten concrete in one of the bathrooms over at Easy Mart, only in the storefront. Some freakish accident, some kind of mucus or virus splashed up into his eye and ate his eye out. I sat with him in the hospital. He was much of a man. I heard him weep. Cry. Because the pain in his eye was so excruciating. Never, not in all these years, did old Bob ever address to me or say one thing to me or resent that as I was gone, serving in a lowly capacity working on a Dirty bathroom. We'll never know how to be faithful in the big things till we learn how to be faithful in the little things. We'll never receive the blessings of the big things until we're willing to be faithful where nobody but our family is watching. Legion, go home. Go home and get your family right. Go home and be right with your family. Go home and do right by your family before you think about following me. Because if you cannot be faithful at home, Legion, you won't be faithful anywhere. Witness a quiet congregation, dear. If I was out there, I'd be shouting praise, God. Ginger's still with me. Amen. You see, Peter. Peter's faithfulness in the upper room in Acts one prepared him for Pentecost in Acts two, which enabled him to say to the man at the beautiful gate in Acts three, Rise up and walk. Until we are learn, have learned to be faithful. In the silent places, in the dark places, and where no one but our family sees, we'll never be blessed in the big places. David must have become terribly bored watching sheep. I don't know if you ever watched any sheep. I've watched him at night jumping the fence. And I guess it's kind of boring. I have no idea. Boring enough for David to maybe practice a little bit on the harp. It consoled the sheep. But I'll just bet you in the back of David's mind. He never, never, never realized that the same harp he played to quieten his sheep was the same harp he played to quieten the evil spirit in King Saul's life. What's the big thing about a slingshot? Learning to swing the thing and turn it loose at the right place, at the right speed. Why, what's the big deal, David? Well, I have no idea. Just passing time, I guess, being faithful to maybe just become more adept. Uh, do you think maybe David, on the backside of the desert, sitting there keeping all them little old stinky, furry looking varmints called sheep? that he equated it one day, it's where that slingshot he's been playing with would be the one he used to knock Goliath to his knees and build a testimony for God. What are you doing where you're at? I just... Of all the places that I need to be faithful and kind and Christ-like, it's not at the church. It's over there where I live. Until I have Become aware of the importance of my home. I have no business at all trying to help somebody else with their home. And isn't it amazing how many counselors we have that's had 75 divorces, and the one they're living with now is not their own. May I say to you, if you ain't never whistled for a dog, I'll just call mine myself. Until you have dealt with a pregnant wife, don't tell me you want to counsel me about my marriage. Until you have tried to find watermelon in January, and have become so talented with shooting a bull, you convince your wife that what she's eating is watermelon. Oh, home means different things to different people. To some, home is a place of peace, happiness, happiness joy and security. It's always good to get home. My wife and I went back to Tennessee recently and I did not get homesick till I got to Dallas. I was going that direction. (laughs) I said, honey, let's just turn around and go home and Sin saith five hundred dollars. There ain't no place like home. If it's a godly home. To some a home is a haven of rest. To mourn this old ship of life. In preparation to sail through the seas of despair, heartache and disappointment. Home is more than a pit stop. Home is the rock amid the shifting sands of this old world of compromise that we might give our families stability and security. There's a reason our house is close to our kids' house. I want my grandkids to know that homes work. Although they don't have to be over there all the time. (laughs) Thomas will slip in and get on the couch, get one of the iPads. And we could run off and leave him. He'd stay there for a month until he got hungry. The home, the, the, to some, the home is the rock. To some, it is. God's place of sunshine, S O N, sunshine, to lighten up a dark, dismal world that's filled with Fox and Newsmax, NBC, ABC, B U L L, and all the other religious stations of the day. Home. Ought to be a place where the sun, S-O-N, shines. Is there anybody here tonight? To some, home is a little bit of heaven on earth. Amen. Amen. Yes. Legion, go home. Go home with a purpose, Legion. Legion. Go home, me legion. Go home with a purpose. Go home. Fix it. Whatever you do, go home. Now that I've fixed you, now you go home and fix it. To others, the home might be a place of neglect, sarcasm, and frustration. You say, preacher, how do you know that? How long do you think I've been pastoring? How many folks do you think have walked in my office and said, Preacher, I don't love her like I used to. Preacher, my wife has a companion. To that kind of folk. Home is not a little heaven on earth. It's a whole lot of hell on earth. To some, home is nothing more than a place of vulgar language, smut, jokes, and empty beer cans. To some, it's a place of X-rated TV and sexual perversion. place of violence and abuse and molestation. What a shame. Place of broken hearts and shattered dreams and scarred emotions. To some tonight, as they listen to my voice, home is a breeding place for rapists and thieves and murderers Did you know that Hitler had a home? Jeffrey Dahmer had a home. Manson was raised in a home. The terrorists and school shooters all were raised in a home. Probably a home like this home. That's why God said, Legion, go home. Now that you got your clothes on, now you got your soul saved, now that you got your mind right, now that you're not an idiot, go home. And tell thy friends what great things God has done for thee. Amen. I said, Amen. Yeah some, home is nothing more than a schoolyard for liberation, for communism, for modernism, for socialism, and for humanism. Oh, to many tonight, home is just a place to hang the hat. I wish I could have thought of a better subject tonight. You don't look like you're enjoying it. I'm so sorry. I'll uh, go home and have to deal with a wife whose electricity has been off all afternoon and at 175 at our house. But I'll go home and I'll say, Dear Ginger, I am sorry but I'm the guy that bought the generac our Lord had a specific command go home that's 724 if you'll give me six minutes let me develop a thought Legion go home and evaluate What went wrong? Go home. You know, you could do that tonight. Go home and evaluate where you are. Where would you like your home to be? What would you like your home to be? Go home and evaluate. You be the judge. Yeah, just go home and evaluate you know what a lot of that junk might be your fault did you know the reason he's acting like he's acting it may be because you are acting like you're acting or vice versa (laughs) this is the part I know you don't like because I've quit talking about legion a fellow running around in the graveyard with his britches off smelling like dead folk looking like dead folk now then we've moved from his house to your house why don't you go home and evaluate You be the judge. If it's a mess, what made it a mess? If it's a mess, are you part of the mess? Evaluate. I thought this was pretty good when God was giving it to me, but evidently, I mean, you don't live on the same block. Is yours a Christian home? Is yours a considerate home? Is yours a consistent home? Has your relationship changed? And at all since the day that Gary... I tell you, I told my wife... Garrett and his wife stood here with her head on the shoulder that long. I said, "Honey, you'd have to wake me up. I'd have been snoring." <laughs> That's what you heard when that, that she, she retaliated. What does the word commitment mean to you? Have you ever threatened your mate with divorce? Have you ever got so enraged that you just, well, I'm leaving. I'm not saying that. She'll say, hurry. <laughs> I've already got your clothes back, she'll say. No, sir. I'm not doing that. That'd be a dumb thing for me to do. Her waiting on me like hand and foot. She's already got my, my Kool-Aid ready, I bet, when I get home tonight. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell her, I'm leaving. Ah, if she, anybody leaves, I'll be packed leaving with her, buddy. Did anybody here say for better or worse? For richer or for poorer? How many folk here tonight do you think would give me anything for the privilege that you have to go home and hug your mate. And we spend all of our time ridiculing and bad mouthing and yelling and screaming at one another. I want you to just evaluate. Could you be part of the problem? Not only, Legion, go home and evaluate, I want you to go home and communicate. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. It's not. J.C.A.'s responsibility to educate your kids in the gospel. It is not the public school's job to ground your children doctrinally. Turn off the television. Tie the dog out in the yard by a tree. I know it will have a nervous breakdown if you do. A lot of folks spend more time teaching their dog than they do their kids. I've seen little kids with snot running out their nose three inches but a well-groomed dog in the back seat. You say, you're going to make me mad. At 82, do you think I care? (laughs) I didn't care when I was 22. Why should I care now? Go home and communicate. Turn off the television. I've told you time and time again, I guess. Years ago, down at the Spanish church, before we had staff members uh, running everywhere in the world, and there was one man who had had a necessity to be a soul winner. And I spent hours and hours and hours knocking doors and running these streets trying to get a congregation together. And One night after I'd been gone for a long time, many nights I was sitting under the little canopy one night talking to a man, one of our men, and my phone rang. Now it's wasn't one of them little phones like Sean's got. Show me your phone, Sean. Okay, this is a kind you had a bag, and you had a real live-looking receiver, right? And you had to be standing in the right place in America for it to ring, right? Well, I was standing in the right place, and that big Joker rang. Never the voice on the other end. That said, "Where are you?" I thought it was God the way it sounded. Where are you?" Well, it wasn't hardly God, it was close. It was me wife. And so I said, "I'm right here talking to you on the phone." Wrong thing to say. She was talking about geographically, not positionally. She said, Now you listen to me. I want you home right now, on the couch. I want to look at you. I said, Well, sweetheart, old Rover at Casanova will be there in a flash. Yes, sir. <laughs> Talk. 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 Turn the TV off. Talk. Throw the cell phones in the commode and flush three times. Talk. Go home and communicate. That meant talking, listening, understanding. You'll know how to fix your situation. Go home and evaluate. Go home and communicate. And lastly, go home and appreciate. Mm-mm. Go home and tell thy friends. Go home tonight and tell your friends how much you love them. That you're sorry for neglecting them. Go home. The Bible said, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Go home and show your gratitude. go home and be thankful you're loved and are wanted. I was raised as a very insecure kid. When I was 16 I weighed about 95 pounds my hair was kinky My face was pimpled, and I could stand sideways and stick my tongue out, and I looked like a zipper. I was never a great athlete. I was never great at anything. I was great at disturbing class at school. I was great at mouthing, but never great at anything. And it's been difficult these many, many years to realize that I'm worthy to be loved. That I'm worthy to be appreciated. I've always been a thumb-sucking introvert. I failed college because I would not give an oral report in front of 20 kids. I was to stand in front of the English class and give an oral report. I said, you can take my degree, do whatever you want to with it. I'm not doing it. And I left. And all I liked getting my degree was English. That's stupid. But it was real to me and it has been real to me for all these many years. Even in the ministry, I've been accused of being stuck up and arrogant and withdrawn. That's not it at all. I just know if I open my mouth, everybody will understand how stupid I really am. So... I've gone through life with that little deal. Thank God for a good woman. A good woman who spent 40 years building, not tearing down, encouraging, and not blaming. Go home and show some gratitude. Be thankful that you're loved and still wanted. Thankful that you're still together. Thankful for the little things. Companionship. Amen. two day old pizza be thankful for it
1: only the third
0: day it's not worth eating in conclusion go home and evaluate you could be some of the problem go home yes and communicate Years ago, when I was in evangelism, without an exception, probably during a week or two weeks while I was there, the pastor would ask me to to make the emphasis and speak on the home, and Dr. House, when I was with him. I shall never forget, he asked me to do something on the home during the week in, in the revival meeting. And... uh That wasn't in my repertoire, so I had to study. And I remember preaching a message in Dr. House's church years ago entitled, If You Are a Man, Be One. (laughs) He never did ask me to come back. (laughs) In fact, they didn't even ask him to come back. (laughs) But the greatest need in all the churches in America are harmonious, God-honoring, Christ-fulfilling families. The family is the foundation, the rock of the church. And it's important enough for us to go home and evaluate, go home and... uh, Uh, appreciate and go home and communicate. The counselor told the husband your problem is you do not show your wife appreciation. You need to start showing your wife that you appreciate her. So he decided one morning before he left from work He slipped a suit into the back seat of his car. He got all of his cologne, sweet smelling stuff, put in the back seat of his car. Put an extra razor in the back of his car and he went off to work. That evening, before he left work, he put on his glad rags, sprayed it all down till he smelt like fish and every cat in town was following him down the street. Stopped by the florist and bought a cassage and by the candy store and bought her some chocolates. And he gets home instead of rushing in the house. He walks up to the doorbell and rings that doorbell. He's going to surprise his wife. He's standing there all decked out in his ten-dollar suit, twenty dollar flowers, fifty cents worth of candy. She opened the door and sees him standing there in all of his raven beauty. And she hesitates a minute and breaks out sobbing in tears. He's bumfuzzled. This is not the response. I was hoping for. Her. And he says, Darling, what's wrong? She said, Johnny has been throwing up all day long. The wash machine just broke and it's tore up. And to top it all off, you come home drunk. Let's go home. For God's sake. Go home. Go home for right's sake. Go home for heaven's sake. Go home for Jesus' sake. Go home for the kids' sake. Go home for the church's sake. But go home for your sake.